Hey, and welcome back to Learning Life with Elise. Today, I'm here with my first guest, my friend Finley. Hi. Welcome. And today, we're going to talk about self-confidence. Yes. So Finley has helped me a lot with my self-confidence, and I really want to add her opinion online for everyone to hear. Okay, so starting off, I wanted to ask you, what has self-confidence done for you? I think it's really transformed how I look at myself and how I view the world around me. Um, It's allowed me to explore different facets of my identity without um, feeling this, like, fear or confusion. Um, I just think it's given me the ability to be myself and find better friends than I had when I was really insecure. Um, The people around me I now know like me for me because I'm being who I am. Do you feel like you're more confident in the way that you're living now that you've started to kind of understand who you are and the people you want around you? Yeah. And not only confident, but just happier. Mm -hmm. I went through a really rough time until I finally decided I've had enough of this and I still do this but just kind of like a fake it till you make it thing like the opposite of self-deprecation like just kind of like yeah I'm amazing so what like (laughs) you know it's given me the ability to be around people that I want to be around and be happy do you ever find that the idea of like fake it till you make it is it ever fake for you like you're projecting it but you don't feel it it did at first But the more you do it, the more real it feels and the more you start to believe the things you're saying and believe in yourself. What's an example of something that you would say to yourself in your head or like a way you would go about your day that would be, you're not totally confident in it, but looking back, it helped you to actually feel what you were pushing. Just in in situations where I'm not really sure of myself. Like, I have social anxiety, and so being around people that I don't know very well and in new environments can be scary for me. So I just kind of end up deciding in my head, like, hey, this may be, this may feel a little bit awkward or whatever, but I'm still going to be myself and I'm still going to laugh and put myself out there and have fun with people because it's going to be worth it in the end. I'm going to walk away from this day feeling better and knowing that I was able to go and socialize and do things instead of just kind of like pull back. So you are saying basically you're finding self-confidence in seeing the difference in putting yourself out there and having the confidence about the fact that you did it even if you weren't sure about yourself? Exactly. What is something that you realized that changed your view of yourself and your idea of self-confidence? There's this one quote from Perks of Being a Wallflower that when it hit me, when I heard it, I was like, oh my God, because it really 
change the way I view myself and it's we accept the love we think we deserve it like forced a big change in mindset for me because you can ask for external love all you want but you're not really going to make a difference in yourself if you don't believe that you deserve that love. This comes in like many different forms, whether it's a toxic relationship and someone's treating you badly, but you think that's the love you deserve. Someone who's absent in your life and isn't really showing you that love. You have the power and you can develop the confidence to say, I deserve better than this. Yeah, so when you are more self-confident and when you realize that you deserve better, you're saying it changes the people around you? Yeah. You learn how you want to be loved and that definitely changes your everyday life because you will surround yourself with people who love you the way you want to be loved. So how do you learn how you want to be loved Well, the other quote that I had was, fall in love with yourself first. You can't force yourself into situations and you can't have relationships if you don't love yourself or even if you just have self-neutrality because it is so difficult to love yourself at certain times. But if you are able to accept, this is who I am, and while things, you know, could be better, I could be thinner or I could be prettier or whatever that's not the reality you are you and that is beautiful and you have to come to terms with who you are what is something that you started doing like an actual habit or strategy you added into your life that helped you be loving yourself on the daily I think self-care plays a huge part in that. When I'm not taking care of myself, it is so much more difficult to feel good in your own skin. So recently I started, you know, working out more. It gives me more energy. Um, I'm just, I feel happier. But then I've also started journaling more often and taking care of my skin and my hair And it gives me the ability to wake up in the morning and feel good. And even on the days that I don't feel good, I know that I can in the future. Yeah, when it seems like when you are more confident in yourself, even the days when you're lacking confidence, you still have it in you to know that there are going to be days like this, but there are also going to be better days. Mm -hmm. Do you find that like, words of affirmation are also helpful for you or more actions towards yourself? I think it depends on the person. Personally, I'm more of a, like, action. Um, So, and that just, like, goes into love languages and that whole thing is, like, I am definitely more of a quality time and physical touch person, but acts of service for myself help me love myself more. You have like your love languages for how you love other people and how you want to be loved, but then you also kind of have the ones that are for you. The way I show that I love myself is through acts of service, through doing things as simple as just brushing my teeth at night when I don't want to, or putting on makeup for fun, or doing my hair for fun, 
or just spending quality time with myself, with reading a book I love, watching a TV show or a movie or journaling or doing art or whatever that means to spend time with yourself, get to know yourself and being comfortable with being alone. Being alone with yourself, it is so important Mm -hmm. that you can be comfortable being Mm -hmm. alone. Yeah. How do you frame it in your mind as just being your own company versus feeling lonely? So I'm an only child. So this is something (laughs) I've literally had to do my entire life. Um, And I think a big part of it is hobbies and keeping yourself busy. And it's definitely something that I think people had to do during quarantine. They were, like, forced into it. Um, And so, like, I've found things that I love to do. Like, I like to paint and I like to bake and I like to cook. And, you know, I like to do all of these things for myself. And it just means that if you're doing something for you, you're less likely to feel lonely. If you're just sitting on a couch watching TV and not really doing anything, then it's a lot easier to feel lonely. Mm -hmm. But you need to kind of, if you turn it into something productive, then you feel content. You feel busy. You don't feel like you're wasting away and you don't feel like, oh, I could be having fun with my friends right now. Or, oh, why won't people spend time with me? Or like, even if your friends are just like, no, I'm busy right now. Like, I'm sorry, I can't hang out or your family's off doing something, or you're sick, or whatever it is that you're alone, it doesn't have to mean that you're lonely if you find things that you enjoy doing. Yeah. When we think of the people around us um, who add joy to our lives, we want to spend more time with them, and that's totally Mm -hmm. understandable. But you also have to understand that they enjoy spending time with you, and I think that can help bring someone self-confidence, the idea that this person likes spending time with me mm-hmm. and I can enjoy spending time with myself as well. Yeah. But yeah, you have to be productive about it for sure. Yeah. All right. Where do you think people go wrong with attempting to grow their self-confidence? I think they put too much of an idealized version of what they could be in their head. I think it's really easy to also do it for external sources. If your parents are like, you need to eat healthier, you need to be working out or whatever, or if you just kind of have this view of what looks good and you don't necessarily meet that, it can be difficult to reconcile the two things. For self-confidence, you need to be doing it for you and not for other people and not to appear good to other people yeah that kind of ties into social media Mm -hmm. because when we look online at people who are posting themselves and they're like oh you're confident about yourself you see it online but if you are only posting to show people that you're confident and not Mm -hmm. feeling about yourself or you're looking at other people's accounts and saying oh, I need to be confident about myself so that I can look at this. Mm -hmm. You're not going to grow your self-confidence. Not at all. It's really about looking inside 
at yourself and enjoying yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's not, posting on social media shouldn't be about the amount of comments that you get or the amount of likes you get. It should be for you. But that's not not to say that you can't show off to other people because that's totally okay too. But at the end of the day, that can't be the number one motivator. If you are basing your worth off of how many likes or how many comments you're getting. You also just have to be really self-aware when it comes to social media because if you're someone who knows that whenever they see a certain creator's, you know, post, they get anxious about how they look or whatever, you shouldn't feel a pressure to follow people just because you think you should because that's not what social media is about. And it's also important to remember that social media is an idealized version of people's worlds. There may be a post of three photos, but you don't see the 300 that they didn't post. And you also don't see what their lives actually look like. Because I can go through and I can tell you right now, through most of my Instagram posts, that that's not what my life looks like. Half the time on the weekends, I'm sitting in bed reading or I'm finishing homework. But obviously, I don't post that. I post when I'm out doing fun things or when I feel really cute. But you don't see the, you know, tens of hundreds of other days that I didn't feel good enough to post. So it's just, it's one perception of things and there's more to that in the world. So how do you filter out people around you at school? You know, Mm -hmm. we all have this pressure to follow each other on social media. Do you like to filter people out, mute them, things like that? Do you think it's helpful? I mean, if you don't want to follow them, just don't follow them. Just because they follow you doesn't mean you have to follow them back. I don't typically follow people who I wouldn't want to have a conversation with in real life and that's just like the end of it you know like you just you have to decide who you want to follow and who you don't and that goes for like the same if you don't want someone seeing your posts mute them or turn your account private or whatever because while it might hurt someone's feelings like it's just a button on a screen it doesn't matter at the end of the day we're not gonna look back in 50 years and be like oh i still can't believe that elise didn't follow me back on instagram totally do you uh find that you can also add positive things back into your life through social media or do you tend to stay away from it oh i definitely spend a good amount of time on social media um but I follow creators if we're talking about influencers I mean I follow those the people that make me happy and whose content I like seeing and people whose lives I like hearing about but I'm not gonna follow someone just because every like a bunch of my friends follow that person too Mm because if I don't like their content and I don't want to see it then why should I have to? With self-confidence um, and self-awareness, mm-hmm. some creators we want to follow because we want to feel comfortable looking at their content and seeing this is someone that I want to be like. Mm-hmm. But I think that you should also be aware of where you're at in self-confidence. And if you're not at a place where you're not going to compare yourself to that person instead of just using them as an inspiration, mm-hmm. then holding back and waiting to follow them until you've reached a point where you see people more as inspiration 
rather than as something to become and compare as competition. yourself as competition right a, a big thing that my mom always said is there's this thing called compare and despair is where we compare ourselves to people on social media whether that be friends or whether that be celebrities and we despair about the differences in our lives but that's not the reality of things like social media isn't reality and i think that's super important to keep in your head that if you see your group of friends hanging out without you it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't want to hang out with you it's difficult to see but it doesn't mean anything about you as a person you just have to put things into perspective Right. If you think about the many times that you've hung out with a group of people and there might have been one person who wasn't there, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean something personally about that one person not at just all. because they're not there. Yeah. And I also find that if you are self-confident and you are working on, like you said, those hobbies mm-hmm. and being productive about your time alone, mm-hmm. then you won't be as affected by if someone else is enjoying their time, but in a different way. Exactly. And that's also not to diss on if you don't feel like being productive because we all have those moments and it's just about being okay with the choices you're making Mm -hmm. because one day I can feel great and I can decide that I'm going to get so much done and I'm going to be super productive with my day but the next day I may decide that there is nothing that sounds better than laying in bed and watching a movie and so for the person listening Thinking about all of these things and bringing them into your own life, remembering that all these things you might agree with with us, mm-hmm. they also apply to you. I can go and I can say that everyone should take their rest days and have them, but mm-hmm. if I'm not telling myself the same thing, the self-confidence won't come. Yeah. You have to apply it. And it's also about taking mindful rest, if that makes sense. So there are days where... I will go to school and then I have a panic attack and then I come home and I sit on my phone, but that's not exactly helping me. That's not good rest. What I need to be doing in that situation is taking care of myself, whether that's journaling or talking to my therapist or talking to someone I trust or doing whatever I need so I can go back the next day to school with confidence and say, yeah, I had a bump in the road, but... I'm stronger because of it. Because yes, that happened, but I came back and I'm still here and I'm still working and I'm still doing what I need to do. All right. Thank you so much for helping us learn more about self-confidence. Yes. Uh, Hopefully we can have you back for more topics in the future. Mm -hmm. If you guys want me here, I'll be here. (laughs) And make sure, listener, you are checking out my TikTok, Learning Life with Elise, and check back in two weeks for my next episode. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Bye.